Welcome to the Real Recovery Radio Podcast. It's me, your host, Rebecca Bateson, and we're back this week after a two-week break, and I am here with another Katie, Katie Berger, who was on before on episode 10? 10. I think it was 10, yeah. Yeah, and she's going to be a stand-in co-host for a little bit, uh, just so that I'm not just talking to myself, <laughs> and... Um, yeah, we're going to just try to wing this and have a good time and talk about recovery and, you know, make it cool for you guys there out on the internet. So how are you doing this week? I am doing great. Um, I'm so excited to be back on the podcast. I had such a great time last time uh, with Kat talking about recovery and talking about my show and everything, which is... Um, I found that recovery is something that I can talk about at the drop of a hat. Awesome. So. <laughs> yeah, that's sweet. I feel, I feel like I don't have that ability sometimes just because I don't, or if I do, maybe I have a canned answer, and that's probably not a good thing. That's awesome, though. <laughs> um, so update on, on your musical. Do you want to tell everybody what's going on with that? Because exciting news that I kind of uh, sure. hinted at last week, but you got the details. Yeah, uh, so um, we are going to New York City in August. We are going to be part of the New York City International Fringe Festival, which is about two and a half weeks in August. It's the 12th through the 28th, and, and we're going to go up there um, with the cast that did it this past time, and we're going to do our show in the city. And it's pretty much just kind of my dream. Dream. <laughs> yeah. No so, way. Um, to get the show, yeah, to get the show to New York uh, has always kind of been the goal. So now that it's happening, it's very, very exciting. Yeah, that's so awesome. How did that all come about? Did someone? Did you contact somebody, or did they contact you? Or yeah, well, I've been um, submitting my show as much as I possibly can. You know, the 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 goal is just to get it out there as much as possible, and I had sent it. To to a few festivals and hadn't heard much back. I sent it to one festival we actually weren't, we got in, but we weren't able to go to uh, just because of timing. I mean, it takes a village to this, so you got to make sure everyone is on board. Um, so we didn't do that one. And then it was funny, the day I got the email saying, like, Jens, you're a participant, uh, I had thought that morning, I was like, well, they said I would hear in April and I haven't really heard anything. Mm -hmm. so so I guess like move on to the next project, um, and then that evening I got the email and I cried. <laughs> oh, no, I don't blame you. That's yeah, funny. I'm sure. I mean, I've never. I mean, I've written things like, but never. I, well, yeah, I wrote like a senior project that was like a 50-page paper. But it, you know, when you give birth to something like that, it's your baby, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, and it's. Uh, I've I've used that imagery quite a bit. <laughs> But it's my child. <laughs> this, this is my child. Yes. Oh, sure. that's, that's yeah. so cool. Yeah. Um, nice. And it, it's really, the, I think the coolest thing about the fact that it's New York that we're going to is uh, treatment in New York. Like, that's kind of where it all started for me. Was oh, really? I, yeah, yeah. I started um, recovery and living in New York City. So I started writing the show there. I um, I was walking home, like walking through Central Park home, home from one day, and my mind just like 
cracked open and all these ideas started pouring out and I wrote on the subway and like I wrote when I got home and I started writing the show so it really feels like it's going back to where it started which is really cool yeah coming full circle That's yeah awesome. New York's such a unique place too I really have never been anywhere like it and I yeah. I definitely can see where you you just feel a lot of things there but for the first time. oh yeah sure. <laughs> it makes you feel a lot of things yeah um which um uh, be good or bad, I guess, but that's so great. Good news. So, um, like I said, we're just kind of winging it today, and I wanted to talk about uh, creativity in recovery because obviously Katie's a really creative person, and we all have the ability to be creative, and I feel like for me that's played a role, and, and obviously for you it's played a role, so we can just like jive about that, and hopefully you guys can relate. Yeah. Um, so outside of writing a complete musical and now taking it to New York City. Have you done anything else specifically that's really helped, like that's been creative, that's helped in your recovery that you can think of? Well, it's interesting. And I was really excited when you said the theme today because I feel like um, my creative endeavors were such a big part of my recovery and such a turning point for me. Um, I, I've been an actress my whole life. I've always been a musical theater actress. That's what I went to college for. That's what I, you know plan to do since I was very small. If I'd, as a writer or a composer or anything like that until I, until I started treatment. Mm -hmm. And it was then that like I started writing poetry, I started writing stories and scenes and songs and it was, it was really like something was unlocked when I started getting in touch with those feelings that I had suppressed. And and it was like all, all of these things come to the surface and I could access them. And, I, and now I do. I mean, I identify myself as a writer. Like that mm -hmm. is what I am. <laughs> so I, I just think that's kind of cool that, that out of, you know, all that pain came something really awesome like that. Yeah. No, I can – I definitely am relating to that. That's, that's really great that, you know, obviously you can – you were able to tell from a young age that you knew what you loved to do and you did it, but probably having an eating disorder kind of stifled some of that creativity. And then yeah. once you kind of get to a place where you're maybe physically healthier and also, and then you're mentally, your brain just like right. starts to, like you said, access all these things. I know yeah. when I finally started getting recovery, I kept a journal every single day because I went back to college and I, I wrote and I just wrote about my day, like I even wrote about my classes or whatever. And it, and it tapped into a really creative part of me that where I was able to be obviously emotional and it was really healing. But it was also this kind of, I don't feel like I almost went through all my teenage emotions in my 20s because I had like stifled all that teenage stuff because I was like, oh, wait, I didn't get to feel, you know, super emo about stuff. And I didn't get to feel, you know, this way about boys until... I finally got like yep. physically healthy. <laughs> yeah, I'm like I feel like I had a latent, you know, delay like a delay on that because oh um, yeah, you know because I was unhealthy because I was sick. Yeah, no, I feel I feel the exact same way. Like I always always joke around about it, but it's so true. Like I had all those like that rush of puberty feelings. Like honestly, <laughs> yeah, no, I <laughs> when I was in my 
by 20. Right. And, isn't, and that's, I think that's something, obviously when you're, when you're sick, you can't, you don't realize what you're doing. You don't realize that you're missing out on that stuff, even though you might be, you might be not in pain or not experiencing sadness or all the bad emotions or anger or anything like that. You're also missing out on the really cool stuff too. Like yeah. get, getting to fall in love, getting to be super happy, getting to actually like be in the moment with your friends and not worry about food and other stupid stuff. Not saying that yeah. I should not, I shouldn't judge it like that, but I'm, you know what I mean? Other things that yeah, aren't really sure. of, of that importance that we put on it. Cause we think this is imp- when we're sick, we think other things are important that really aren't as important as they should, as they need to be, I guess. So, yeah, for sure. But yeah, I, um, I consider myself a creative person. I'm definitely more, what is it? Right brain, left brain, whatever your creative brain is. The one that go- is good in English. Right brain. <laughs> the, the one yeah. that, I, well, my SATs, I definitely did much better on the writing portion than I did on the math. Put it that way. I, I, <laughs> math makes very little sense to me. And, yeah. um, and so I, and I always was drawn, or always was, was drawn to uh, creative writing classes, and I also did drama and uh, choir in high school and in college too. But I was really bad at acting, so I just built sets. But I still had a lot of fun doing it. Um, yeah, <laughs> and taught me how to use a power tool, which was good, <laughs> which is good. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I feel like I knew always knew I had that like creativity inside me, and I knew that part of me was that part of me. Uh, I wanted to get to it, but I guess I was so exhausted that I couldn't. But once I was, once I got better, once I got into recovery and what helped me get into recovery was like I said, the writing. And then when I was in treatment, we did a ton of art therapy and things like that, which sometimes yeah. can be kind of cheesy. I'm like, all right, this really isn't going to be that great. But sometimes it was actually really good and really therapeutic when we had the option to go, to go to different places, like whatever in the treatment center, I was always going to the art room. Cause I was like, this yeah. is, where I can put on music. This is where I can just forget about the, the fact I'm, you know, in this weird place doing this thing. That's kind of weird too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and it really helped it, I think because, um, I, if for some, whatever reason, things like that, doing a piece of artwork or writing or, um, uh, like even listening to music helps me focus in a weird way. Whereas, yeah. For sure. Which I'm sure with some people, maybe it's, just being in silence or something else maybe. Yeah. Yeah. And I, when I like first, one of the first steps I took in my treatment was, um, my, my team took a tangible object to kind of focus on when I wanted to use behaviors and I picked my ukulele and that was important because I mean, I wrote, I wrote my show on my ukulele. And, oh, wow. Yeah. So, and that's, that's just the, the instrument I write on. So I was like, I'll pick this. So whenever I felt anxious or bad, I would I would play. And that really helped. And I mean, I still do it now. Like, I'll have bad days and I'll just be like, okay, I just play for a little while. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that's that's really helpful. And it, it gives you something to focus on, like you said. Like, that, that focuses me. So when when you're playing music, you have, you have a control over the music where that can, like, substitute for the mm-hmm the control that I had before um because you're I mean you're playing it so <laughs> right that's a good way of, that's a good way of putting it I didn't think about it that way but when you are do like 
creating a piece of art, you have control over that. And that can help. Because I know for a lot of of it for me was kind of OCD behaviors and control behaviors and that. And that was helpful for me. Also, too, discovering music for me, too, because it was really a big deal. Uh, Once I started to kind of expand my horizons, because my parents didn't let me listen to popular music that, uh, that much. So when I got into college, I was like, I was exposed to all these just like indie bands and things like that that I didn't know about in college or not in high school or whatever. And it really was like, oh, I love this band. I'm going to go see this show. So it allowed me to almost be obsessed with something else in a way that I, that brought me great joy and was a creative thing, you know, to be into, yeah. into, into music, I guess, and have like an interest in, an interest in the backstory too, not just the performance of it, I guess, but that gave right. me something to really, um, to, that gave me, gave me something else to focus on and obsess with, I guess. I don't know. I guess not a good way of putting it, obsessed, but yeah. No, I, I understand. <laughs> I understand. <laughs> right. We just kind of all need something to, to, to discover, I yeah. guess, besides, um, besides something outside greater than ourselves to, yeah. to focus on. Yeah. Oh yeah, on. for sure. And yeah, that's something that a therapist told me once too. She said that you need something greater than your eating disorder to focus on in order to actually get better because, or else you're, this is always going to be the best thing. This is always going to be your best friend. You need, you know, a lot of people have, you know, a certain goal or they have their family or they have um, children maybe. And she said, you need to have something, something that's outside of yourself, maybe not greater than yourself necessarily, but outside of yourself to get better. And I think that was a lot of different things for me. It wasn't one specific thing. Um, did you go to specifically like an art, like a college for, for art and drama? Um, well, I went to a state school, but I was in their department, the theater program. Okay. Um, I was a musical theater major, yeah. And just kind of going back to the whole control thing, um, I, I think a lot of the reasons why I, I got so bad in college was it it was a pretty toxic environment. Um, people in vogue to, to restrict and like exercise oh, yeah. a lot. And um, the thing about theater is it's it's completely outside of your control when you're in. You know, you go to auditions, you do your very best, and you don't get cast, and you know mm. you don't work for however long that is. Yeah. And like you can be the the best singer in the world, and you might you still might not get work. So, um, and so much of it is image based, which is yeah, really when recovering. Um, it's even, I mean, it's hard for me to this day. And I, sometimes I look at the industry and I get so frustrated mm-hmm. because, but that's why I think, um, writing became so attractive to me is because it's my piece. I can control what happens to it. Even if I'm not in it, it's still mine, you know? Mm-hmm. I, I created it, and um, I can use what I have learned in recovery, which is so much. I can use that to to make the like the industry better. Like I really hope that people see the show and re- oh, we have some messed up ideas. <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I'm hoping that that more that's kind of thing will be more received now. I feel like our generation is a little more open to yeah. different, it's not so, it's not so uh, cookie cutter, I guess I should say. Um, right. Yes. Yeah. Take for instance, 
it's like say maybe this maybe I don't know maybe this is a good or a bad example. Say the show, show Girls takes that, that takes place in New York City. I remember somebody recommended that show to me, saying like this doesn't show standard stereotypes of girls. It shows like everyone every character is different. It's real. Like obviously Lena Dunham isn't a standardly attractive girl, and she's the lead character in it, and she's super quirky and stuff. And so right. I was initially drawn to the show, I was thinking this is great that you know there's writing out there and shows out there that are means on HBO too, which is obviously a good network. Uh, it has a lot of publicity and stuff. So I was thinking this, this is, this is completely different than anything I've seen, you know? Yeah. And I think that was refreshing for me. And I'm hoping that, like I said, our generation will be op- more open to receiving those type of messages and maybe have like a little bit of a wake up call because I can't imagine what it's like, especially for you, if you did go to an audition I know I'm terrible with criticism, but just like getting quote unquote, you know, rejected for a role that has to place, you know, play into how you feel about yourself in some way, I'm assuming. Right. Oh yeah. And yeah, I can see where, you know, you, if that continues to happen where that might just really make, make, be a big disappointment and bring you down or, you know, playing the thoughts about that you already, that you might already have about yourself and maybe try to reinforce them or something like that. I mean, you have to be a very certain kind of person to to do it. Yeah. <laughs> like, I I wouldn't... You know what? I want to be an actor. I'd be like, do you, though? <laughs> <laughs> like, let's think about it for a second. Right. Um, it's hard. It's so hard. And I, I, I've had a pretty successful career so far. I mean, I graduated in 2011, so I've been in the real years and I've been pretty successful and I'm very proud of what I've done but I even even me like I I will will get dry spells where I don't do any work for a while and Mm -hmm. I just kind of go crazy (laughs) sure yeah you want to keep busy I'm sure um yeah so I want to go back to something that you said I think at the, it's at the very beginning. We weren't even talking about creativity, but I want you to expand on this because I'm really curious. You said that you're 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 so ready, or you're you're really uh, you want you can talk about recovery at the drop of a hat, right? You said yeah. that, and I want yeah. Can you talk a little more about that? Because like like I sometimes even on this podcast, I find myself holding back, kind of like there's something in my chest that won't let me say what I want to say, and I don't know why, and I don't know if that's because maybe I haven't been. I think I, I haven't been super open about my recovery because, to be completely honest, I, I, I'm ashamed of the fact that I was, you know, sick for 10 years because yeah. there's still the stigma with it thinking that, you know, this is a, this is a, this is like a rich girl's disease or this is, you know, the people just put yeah. labels on it or think that something you can just, you can just, it's as easy as eating or not eating where I'm like, no, there's like a bazillion other things that go into it. And I really wish... Yeah, I understand not everybody can understand it because it's kind of like I wouldn't understand what it's like to be an alcoholic or addicted to drugs or something like that. And I don't pretend to, but, uh, you know, try to sympathize with it, I suppose. But yeah, yeah, going back to my initial question was like, you could expand on that because I think that's really awesome. Yeah, um, I think that because I kind of went through it, too. When I first started, I was like, well, I went to New York. I wasn't really have to talk to anyone and people were like oh she's an actress that's why she's in New York so I could kind of Mm -hmm. not tell anyone 
And I, I think a big turning point for me was when I started talking about it to people because it was my dirty little secret. Yeah. You know, for four or five years. And I hit it so well. Like, it was so, so orchestrated and so planned that, like, I, I had an exact science of how I denied it. Mm-hmm. And I think that when I opened up about it, it was, like, such an amazing feeling for, first of all, peace, you know, um, because I had never talked about it before. And then I realized that just by talking about it, just by saying, like, what ha- it happened to me, just by doing that, people were like, you have no idea how much that means to me. Like, you have no idea how much that that helped me out there who is feeling something akin to how I'm feeling. Mm-hmm. So, and and so I kind of started, I, I blog, I was pretty public about it, and now I'm very public about it, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, right. Yeah. <laughs> but, I, I mean, <laughs> but, but, um, so, so I like, I like being so candid about it because I, I never want anyone to feel like they have to hide. And I, I, I don't know, it sounds a little cheesy, but it's kind of, I, I found a purpose, like I, I recovered and I found a purpose and, and that would be the voice for it. Cause I, there's so much about, there's so much in my show about, um, like silencing your, your disorder, censoring your words and stuff. And mm-hmm. I, and I, when I started writing it and writing the songs for the show and everything, I was like, this is, this is how, this is exactly why I got sick and why I recovered. It's mm-hmm. so I can be a voice for other people. And um, so, yeah, I don't know. I It's something that I actually enjoy talking about. I, I like informing people. Do you think? I'm never, sorry. Oh, no, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, I never, I try really hard not to be like, well, when I'm sick, like, I don't try to cover anything up. I'm like, well, when I was in treatment for anorexia, mm-hmm. this is what happened. Um, because people, to me, it's like, okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, shoot, what was I going to ask you? I forget now. Anyway. <laughs> um, oh, no, did you Sorry, find... Sorry, I you no, that's fine. Um, do you find that in the beginning maybe it was like a little strange for you to talk about or a little uncomfortable and it got easier over time? Oh, for sure. I mean, I was super embarrassed for quite a while. I was like, I'm not going to say anything. Yeah. yeah but then I did. <laughs> I think I've made this unspoken rule with myself thinking that I have to get to a certain level of friendship to tell people about this. Like, I don't even think my roommate knew about it until I started this podcast, to be honest. Like, my old roommate. And my current yeah. my current roommate knows about it because I, you know, we, we, she knows I do this podcast, too. So, I think once I came out about it. But it was just, like, not something that I necessarily, because I didn't want it to, I, to define me. But I didn't necessarily want to, like, right. say, hey, this just block out these 10 years of my life where, you know, because I that's a, that's a big part of my life, obviously. And I don't want to say, oh, that never happened or that wasn't important because it was very important. Right. Yeah. But maybe just talking about it more kind of like with this podcast, hopefully it'll come a little bit easier to me and I'll be able to be able to tell more people that I'm maybe just acquainted with at that point, tell them about that. 
And I, I mean, I don't think that my way is really the right way or like the only way. I think that I just happen to be a very, very sure. <laughs> who likes to <laughs> likes to talk. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, that makes sense. Um, <laughs> I was also thinking too. Um, so. Can people come see your musical if they're in New York City? Can they yeah. get tickets or is it like a festival type deal? Or Yeah, they can definitely get to have the actual schedule yet. But um, maybe if I do another one of these, I can yeah. uh, tell everyone the schedule once I get it. Um, but it's going to be performances in August and it's open to the public. And tickets are going to be $18 and you can get them online or at the door. So information once it's available to me, and uh, and yeah, I would love for anyone and everyone to come. <laughs> yeah, sweet. Maybe I'll take a random trip to New York City because I haven't been in a couple of years, so that'd be cool to go. Um, you should come. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm a little closer than you too, so <laughs> it's kind of like there's a there's this. Oh my goodness, I've only been on it once, but there's this they call it the China bus because it goes to the Chinatown, and it's this rat, uh, ratty old. $50 one-way I've, ticket. Have I've done, done it? it. Yeah, see, <laughs> I feel, I feel though, it was a, it was a good experience. I feel like, well, I did Ooh. it now. <laughs> you I can see, always say you did it. Right, that's, that's, that's what, no, I, I have done it once, and I'm just thinking that now I have that as a story. I can honestly say, oh, I did this once. Yeah. So, but I think I'll probably maybe figure out another way <laughs> next time. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I do not want to relive that. That was no fun. No, it really wasn't. <laughs> um, I, I'm going to agree with that. But <laughs> um, we're coming up on close to half hour. Um, is there anything else you have? Any thoughts on creativity and recovery, or anything else? Any wise words? Um, I just think that if there's anyone listening who is actively recovering, and I mean, I think that it's kind of a lifelong thing anyway. I um, I just encourage everyone to kind of take a chance and maybe try something they haven't tried before because you, you really don't know what could happen. You could, like, find your calling. So, you know, whether that be, like, writing in a journal, doodling or whatever, I think I really encourage people to do that because I think it's it's really, really helpful. Yeah, I agree. I Even now, I find myself, if I do something I have never done before and yet I want to do, um, say, I'm trying to think of an example here. Uh, I can't think of something. I know there's something that, oh, I, um, I don't know what just escaped me. Anyway, this is, making for, <laughs> this is making for terrible podcast radio. Um, so, <laughs> but say, like, say there's something in my brain that I want to do. Say for in theory, I want to go skydiving. And I keep thinking, I want to go skydiving. I want to go skydiving. And then I do it. And I'm like, man, that was great. And so I find some, just doing, doing a different action than action than what you're, you're used to doing changing it up even just a little like making a little shift in your behavior can make a huge difference oh yeah for sure i agree i think that's good advice well, cool well um hopefully we'll be back next week or maybe we'll make it a bi-weekly thing because obviously we're both both pretty busy people but um this will be up on itunes today so i'll i'll upload it and we'll see you guys next week i guess thanks for hanging out with us yeah, thanks guys. We'll see you soon. Bye.